Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Unity. I am very excited to be here, and I'm very excited that you're here today because as Richard has said before, and, and several have said, that if you are here today, it took some effort because you had to figure out how to get here. And so I'm so very grateful that you took a little more effort, a little more time to be here because it means that there is something for you to experience today. There is something for you to take away today. There is something that will be a life change, a shift, a new understanding, a new way to experience maybe an old idea. So today we're talking about awakening to the call of Easter, awakening. Actually, I took my title because Phyllis had already told us what we were going to sing, and I said, oh, that sounds like a great title. So I'll just roll with that, but awaken. And so all this morning we've been talking about being resurrected and the awareness that we are rising to our sacred self the kind of the theme for the month. So we have these words, resurrection, awakening, arising. And you must be asking yourself, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for me? So in the traditional Christian calendar, today we are celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And for me, that means that there is this resurrection, this arising, this awakening of my Christ spirit that is within me. And we see it all around us. We see the, the, the flowers popping. We see the buds on the trees. This reminder from nature that as in the physical world, kind of it, it is in the spiritual world, meaning that there's always this circle of awakening this death, maybe it's a physical death, maybe it's a mental death to an idea or to a situation that no longer serves us, and then it's an arising to a new understanding. That circle of life that happens in nature, it happens in our spiritual life. Uh, I'm reading a new book, of course. You all know I love to read new books. And this one is called Do Greater Things. And it's by Unity Minister Felicia Blanco Circe. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when we welcomed our new members, we gave them new books. And so, since I was shopping for books, I picked out one for myself. But one of the, and so I've used, you know, since I've read it, some of it has seeped into what I want to talk about today. But one of the things that I wanted to share with you. This comes from the introduction, and it's from John 14, 12. It says, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father. In this summons, this is what uh, Felicia's writing, in this summons Jesus said that we have the potential the potential to repeat all the things that Jesus did, and then he went on to tell us 
that our abilities do not stop there, but that we are meant to do much more. His bold declaration claims that there is more work to be done in our world, and furthermore, it is to be done by each of us. His words invite us into a new way of being with ourselves, with one another, and ultimately with God. As we redefine these relationships by living his words and actions, we see how we can evolve as spiritual beings. And as we grow, we also see how, like Jesus, we can impact and serve our world. For me, my purpose in being in this physical incarnation is so that I can shine my unique individual Christ spirit through this physical understanding, which is ginger, so that those Christ attributes, love, peace, joy, light, understanding, compassion, can shine more fully in the world. I don't necessarily have these big grand ideas about what Ginger wants to do as a person, but every day, that's kind of my go-to. How can I express more of Christ in this daily life, in my relationships with my family, with my friends, with my community, and with the world? How do I go about that? And so looking back at the word resurrection, it means to bring back to, to resurrect in reference to, uh, to uh, Easter and maybe to Lazarus, resurrection means to bring back to life. That's kind of our first definition. The second one underneath that is to bring back to original state. And then you might say, Ginger, well, what does that mean? What is my original state? My and your original state is spirit, is that Christ energy that we talk about in our second, um, in our second um, principle. There is a Christ spirit within each of us. It says, I think it says there's a spark of divinity within each of us, but many of us here will say there is a roaring fire of divinity within each of us, shining bright. And so this is what we're, this is what we're striving for. However, not everyone on this planet, 7 billion plus people, are awakened, are uh, enlightened enough to actually make the choice to live from their Christ spirit. And so with that contrast, we have this opportunity to rub up against. And in that rubbing up against, we refine who we are and we allow others the opportunity to maybe see a different way of being in the world. Uh, last Saturday, we had a life celebration Phyllis was our gracious host, celebrating the life of Lauren Lane Powell, who made her transition back in January. And one of the things that Phyllis said to me, 
No, she said to everyone. I just happened to be there. And of course, when I'm someplace, everything someone says is directly to me. But uh, Phyllis said to everyone, she goes, the thing that Lauren, t- uh, the thing that Lauren shared with her, what her understanding was, that Lauren took the time to listen. That she would ask these big questions and not stay in the question. That, and that's what many of us, that's kind of our default. We keep asking the questions. Why, 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 why did this happen to me? But we ask the question and then we listen. And then in that listening comes that moment where we can decide that maybe there's a different way to be in this experience. I'm sure that if anyone has read uh, Lauren's book or spent any time with Lauren, you will know that she tried to model a different way with being with the experience of cancer. Being with the experience of knowing that in a certain amount of time, she would be breathing her last breath and moving on to her new adventure. This is kind of what Jesus modeled to us too. There was a moment in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before where he goes, please take this cup from me. And then pretty much his next thought was, but not my will, but thine. So he had this moment where he said, this is too much. Why? Why do, why do I have to be betrayed? You know, Lynn did a great job of setting us up for Sunday morning when she was talking about how Jesus came into Jerusalem at the height of popularity, and then by Thursday, he was in jail. And they were saying, release the, release the murderer, not the spiritual teacher. So, Instead of asking the why question, well, we asked the why, but Jesus didn't stay there. He said, okay, so, you know, what's mine to do? I will do it. Another thing that I came across in the book that I'm reading was this thought that the more you and I can accept and embrace the idea of impermanence in this physical world, embrace the idea of change, the more you and I can experience the universal, unchanging knowingness of God. That common thread that's unchanging, that we can place our faith in, that's not swayed by popularity, that's not swayed by whether people are giving us accolades or whether people are going, you know, you really shouldn't have done that, or, you know, that's not swayed, but that knowingness that this is a, this is a limited time that we're here. We all have an expiration date. All good things have an expiration date. No one wants to drink bad milk unless you like buttermilk. But even that probably has an expiration date. And so for you and I, it's to step into this now moment and say, yes, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to appreciate the beauty of the simple things, the little things, the things that maybe we take for granted. This happens when we align our mind with God's mind. 
there's this thing called divine discontent. Some might call it uh, anger or depression or um, unsettledness or anything that this, that not f- dis-ease or unease. And I like to call it divine discontent. And any time that I feel that, any time that I'm feeling less than, that is a reminder that I have bought into this illusion that I am not enough. We talked, Joni talked about this, er, uh, this, uh, this earlier. Our theme for this n- month is enoughness. I am enough. I rise to my, to the, the, I rise to my sacred beingness. I rise to the knowingness that I'm a sacred being. And whenever I buy into the illusion that I'm not enough, I feel like there's not enough in the world. I, fear, I feel fear. I feel um, victimhood. And you know that we're not about victimhood here. We're all about stepping into our power, stepping into our potential. So I have these moments all the time, this resurrection that we're talking about, this returning to or coming back from, to bring back to. It's happening almost by minute every day. Because whenever one of those limiting thoughts come across my mind, I have to make the decision to bring back to, to bring my mind back to the truth, capital T truth, that I'm a spiritual being, that I have the capacity within me to express love and light and compassion and peace into the world. So every moment is an opportunity for a resurrection. Every moment is an opportunity to roll away a stone that is blocking good from expressing from you. And I don't use that word good in the the little g sense of good, where you would say good versus bad. This is the capital G sense of good, capital G. There's no opposite of good. In, in this use of the word good. It's the capital G goodness that comes forth from us when we say God the good omnipotent. So to bring back to, um, we had a meditation class earlier today and that was one of the things that we kind of thought about was what happens when we're trying to meditate and our mind goes squirrel or shiny object what hap- we have to bring our mind back to focus. We have to bring our mind back to. And every time we do that, that's a little resurrection. That's a little realigning to our Christ self. And this happens at every moment. We have the potential for this to happen at every moment if we choose. If we choose. The young people downstairs are doing a... Um, activity where they're going to practice letting go of something that no longer serves them. And then they're going to put it in a helium balloon and then the balloon's going to fly away. And we hope it lands someplace that doesn't 
pollute the environment. But, uh, so th but it's, a, it's a way that they can see that they can release something into the world and they don't have to hold on to it anymore. And then some of the examples that Zara was telling me was like, well, maybe that's like fighting with their brother and sister. And maybe you and I aren't fighting with your brother and sister, but I bet you and I are fighting with somebody. Maybe not physically fighting, but maybe in our minds. Maybe we're having a disagreement about how to do something. Are we willing to release that? Maybe it's um, releasing the fear that maybe they're not smart enough to get good grades. And they can release that. Release that limiting thought. Maybe you and I, it's fear that we're not qualified to, to apply for a certain job. Maybe it's fear that we're not young enough or old enough to go back to school. Maybe it's fear that we think we should go back to school, but really we don't need to go back to school. There's all these thoughts, and they're each individual to you. So only you can interpret what that is there for you. So one of the things that I wanted for us to do, especially during our meditation time, is to really go within, to open our hearts, and to ask, what is no longer serving me? What do I need to release so that I can resurrect into this new understanding of life? What is it that I'm ready to let go of?